A Drama of Exile by Elizabeth Barrett Browning. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Drama of Exile, Scene 3, Part 2. Lucifer Rises in the Circle. Who talks here of a compliment of grief, of expiation wrought by loss and fall, of hate subduable to pity? Eve, take counsel from thy counsellor, the snake, and boast no more in grief, nor hope from pain, my docile Eve. I teach you to despond who taught you disobedience. Look around. Earth spirits and phantasms hear you talk, unmoved, as if you were red clay again and talked. What are your words to them, your grief to them, your deaths indeed to them? Did the hand pause for their sake, in the plucking of the fruit, that they should pause for you, in hating you? Or will your grief or death, as did your sin, bring change upon their final doom? Behold, your grief is but your sin in the rebound, and cannot expiate for it. That is true. Aye, that is true. The clay king testifies to the snake's counsel. Hear him. Very true. I wail, I wail. And certes, that is true. Ye wail, ye all wail. Peradventure I could wail among you. O thou universe, that holdest sin and woe, more room for wail. Ah, ah, heals for us, heals for us. Mark Lucifer, he changes awfully. It seems as if he looked from grief to God and could not see him. Wretched Lucifer. How he stands yet an angel. We all wail. Dost thou remember, Adam, when the curse took us in Eden, on a mountain peak half-sheathed in primal woods, and glittering in spasms of awful sunshine, at that hour a lion couched, part raised upon his paws, with his calm massive face turned full on thine and his mane listening. When the ended curse left silence in the world, right suddenly he sprang up rampant, and stood straight and stiff, as if the new reality of death were dashed against his eyes, and roared, so fierce, such thick carnivorous passion in his throat, tearing a passage through the wrath and fear, and roared, so wild, and smote from all the hills such fast keen echoes, crumbling down the vales precipitately, that the forest beasts, one after one, did mutter a response of savage and of sorrowful complaint, which trailed along the gorges. Then, at once, he fell back, and rolled crashing from the height into the dusk of pines. It might have been. I heard the curse alone. I wail, I wail. That lion is the type of what I am. And as he fixed thee with his full-faced hate, and roared, O Adam, comprehending doom, so, gazing on the face of the unseen, I cry out here between the heavens and earth, my conscience of this sin, this woe, this wrath, which damn me to this depth. I wail, I wail. I wail, O oh God. I scorn you that ye wail, who use your pretty griefs for pedestals to stand on, beckoning pity from without, and deal in pathos of antithesis of what ye were, forsooth, and what ye are. I scorn you like an angel. Yet, 
One cry I, too, would drive up like a column erect, marble to marble, from my heart to heaven, a monument of anguish, to transpierce and overtop your vapory complaints, expressed from feeble woes. I wail, I wail. For, O ye heavens, ye are my witnesses that I, struck out from nature in a blot, the outcast and the mildew of things good, the leper of angels, the accepted dust under the common rain of daily gifts, I the snake, I the tempter, I the cursed, to whom the highest and the lowest alike say, Go from us, we have no need of thee, was made by God like others. Good and fair he did create me. Ask him, if not fair. Ask if I caught not fair and silverly his blessing for chief angels on my head, until it grew there a crown crystallized. Ask if he never called me by my name, Lucifer, kindly said as Gabriel, Lucifer, soft as Michael, while serene I, standing in the glory of the lamps, answered, My father, innocent of shame and of the sense of thunder. Ha! Ye think, white angels in your niches, I repent? and would tread down my own offences back to service at the footstool? That's red wrong. I cry as the beast did, that I may cry, expansive, not appealing. Fallen so deep against the sides of this prodigious pit, I cry, cry, dashing out the hands of wail on each side to meet anguish everywhere, and to attest it in the ecstasy and exultation of a woe sustained, because provoked and chosen. Pass along your wilderness, vain mortals. Puny griefs in transitory shapes be henceforth dwarfed to your own conscience by the dread extremes of what I am and have been. If ye have fallen, it is but a step's fall, the whole ground beneath strewn, woolly, soft with promise. If ye have sinned, your prayers tread high as angels. If ye have grieved, ye are too mortal to be pitiable. The power to die disproves the right to grieve. Go to, ye call this ruin? I half scorn the ill I did you. Were ye wronged by me, hated and tempted and undone of me? Still, what's your hurt to mine of doing hurt, of hating, tempting, and so ruining? The sword's hilt is the sharpest and cuts through the hand that wields it. Go! I curse you all. Hate one another, feebly, as ye can. I would not certes cut you short in hate, far be it from me. Hate on as ye can. I breathe into your faces, spirits of earth, as wintry blast may breathe on wintry leaves, and lifting up their brownness, show beneath the branches bare. Beseech you, spirits, give to Eve, who beggarly entreats your love, for her and Adam when they shall be dead, an answer rather fitting to the sin than to the sorrow, as the heavens I trow, for justice' sake, gave theirs. I curse you both, Adam and Eve. Say grace as after meat after my curses. May your tears fall hot on all the hissing scorns of the creatures here, and yet rejoice. Increase and multiply, ye in your generations, in all plagues, corruptions, melancholies, poverties, and hideous forms of life, 
and fears of death, the thought of death being always eminent, immovable and dreadful in your life, and deafly and dumbly insignificant of any hope beyond, as death itself, whichever of you lieth dead the first, shall seem to the survivor, yet rejoice. My curse catch at you strongly, body and soul, and he find no redemption, nor the wing of seraph move your way, and yet rejoice. Rejoice, because ye have not set in you this hate which shall pursue you, this fire-hate which glares without because it burns within, which kills from ashes, this potential hate, wherein I, angel, in antagonism to God and his reflex beatitudes, moan ever in the central universe with the great woe of striving against love, and gasp for space amid the infinite, and toss for rest amid the desertness, self-orphaned by my will, and self-elect to kingship of resistant agony towards the good round me, hating good and love, and willing to hate good, and to hate love, and willing to will on so evermore, scorning the past, and damning the to come. Go and rejoice. I curse you. Lucifer vanishes. And we scorn you. There's no pardon which can lean you to a right when your bodies take the warden of the death curse in our sight. Then the bee that hummeth lowest shall transcend you. Then ye shall not move an eyelid, though the stars look down your eyes, and the earth which ye defiled shall expose you to the skies. Lo, these kings of ours who sought to comprehend you. And the elements shall boldly all your dust to dust constrain. Unresistedly and coldly I will smite you with my rain. From the slowest of my frosts is no receding. And my little worm appointed to assume a royal part, he shall reign crowned and anointed o'er the noble human heart. Give him counsel against losing of that Eden. Do ye scorn us? Back your scorn. Toward your faces gray and lorn. As the wind drives back the rain, thus I drive with passion strife, I who stand beneath God's sun, made like God, and though undone, not unmade for love and life, lo, ye utter threats in vain. By my free will that chose sin, by mine agony within, round the passage of the fire, by the pinings which disclose, that my native soul is higher than what it chose. We are yet too high, O spirits, for your disdain. Nay, beloved, if these be low, we confront them from no height. We have stooped down to their level by infecting them with evil, and their scorn that meets our blows gaze aright. Amen. Let it be so. We shall triumph, triumph greatly when ye lie beneath the sward. There our lily shall grow stately, though ye answer not a word, and her fragrance shall be scornful of your silence. While your throne ascending calmly, we in heirdom of your soul, flash the river, lift the palm tree, the dilated ocean roll, by the thoughts that throbbed within you round the islands. Alp and torrent shall inherit your significance of will, and the grandeur of your spirit shall our broad savannas fill. In our winds your exultations shall be springing. 
Even your parlance which inveigles by our rudeness shall be won. Hearts poetic in our eagles shall beat up against the sun and strike downward in articulate clear singing. Your bold speeches our behemoth with his thunderous jaw shall wield. Your high fancies shall our mammoth breathe sublimely up the shield. Of St. Michael at God's throne who waits to speed him till the heaven's smooth-grooved thunder spinning back shall leave them clear, and the angels' smiling wonder with dropped looks from sphere to sphere shall cry, Ho, ye heirs of Adam, ye exceed him. Root out thine eyes, sweet, from the dreary ground. Beloved, we may be overcome by God, but not by these. By God, perhaps, in these. I think not so. Had God foredoomed despair, he had not spoken hope. He may destroy Certus, but not deceive. Behold this rose. I plucked it in our bower of paradise this morning as I went forth, and my heart has beat against its petals all the day. I thought it would be always red and full as when I plucked it. Is it? Ye may see. I cast it down to you that ye may see. All of you. Count the petals host of it, and note the colors painted. Ye may see, and I am as it is, who yesterday grew in the same place. O ye spirits of earth, I almost from my miserable heart could here upbraid you for your cruel art, which will not let me down the slope of death, draw any of your pity after me, or lie still in the quiet of your looks as my flower there in mine. A bleak wind, quickened with indistinct human voices, spins around the earth zodiac, filling the circle with its presence, and then wailing off into the east, carries the rose away with it. Eve falls upon her face, Adam stands erect. So verily the last departs. So memory follows hope and life both. Love said to me, Do not die, and I replied, O oh, love, I will not die. I exiled, and I will not often love. But now it is no choice of mine to die. My heart throbs from me. Call it straightway back. Death's consummation crowns completed life, or comes too early. Hope being set on thee for others. If for others, then for thee, for thee and me. The wind revolves from the east, and round again to the east, perfumed by the Eden rose and full of voices which sweep out into articulation as they pass. Let thy soul shake its leaves to feel the mystic wind. Hark! I hear life. I relive, I relive, and the source that we receive is a warmth and a new, which we softly bud into from the heart and from the brain. Something strange that overmatches of the sound and of the sight Though the vessel's prow will quiver at the lifting of the anchor, 
yet do we strive in vain? Oh, we live, oh, we live, and this life that we conceive is a clear thing and a fair, which we set in crystal air, that its beauty may be plain, with a breathing and a flooding of the heaven life on the whole, while we hear the forests budding to the music of the soul. Yet is it tuned in vain? Oh, we live, oh, we live, and this life that we perceive is a great thing, and a grave, which for others' use we have duty-laden to remain. We are helpers, fellow creatures, of the right against the wrong. We are earnest-hearted teachers of the truth which maketh strong. Yet do we teach in vain? Oh, we live, oh, we live, and this life that we reprieve is a low thing and a light, which is jested out of sight and made worthy of disdain. Strike with bold electric laughter the high tops of things divine. Turn thy head, my brother, after. Least thy tears fall in my wine, for all is laughed in vain. I hear a sound of life, of life like ours, of laughter and of wailing, of grave speech, of little plaintive voices innocent, of life in separate courses flowing out, like our four rivers to some outward main. I hear life, life. And so thy cheeks have snatched scarlet paleness, and thine eyes drink fast of glory from full cups, and thy moist lips seem trembling, both of them, with earnest doubts whether to utter words or only smile. Shall I be mother of the coming life? Hear the steep generations, how they fall adown the visionary stairs of time, like supernatural thunders, far, yet near. Sowing their fiery echoes through the hills, am I a cloud to these, mother to these? And bringer of the curse upon all these. Eve sinks down again. Oh, we live, oh, we live, and this life that we conceive is a noble thing and high, which we climb up loftily to view God without a stain, till, recoiling where the shade is, we retread our steps again, and descend the gloomy Hades to resume man's mortal pain. Shall it be climbed in vain? Oh, we live, oh, we live, and this life we would retrieve is a faithful thing of heart which we love in, heart to heart, until one heart fitteth twain. Wilt thou be one with me? I will be one with thee. Ha, <laughs> ha, we love and live. Alas, ye love and die. Shriek, who shall reply? For is it not loved in vain? Oh, we live, oh, we live. And this life we would survive is a gloomy thing and brief, which consummated in grief leaveth ashes all for gain. Is it not all in vain? Look softly, lest it all be in vain. 
and bringer of the curse upon all these. The voices of Borgia and humanity die off, so let me die. So let us die, when God's will soundeth the right hour of death. And bringer of the curse upon all these. O spirits, by the gentleness ye use in winds at night, and floating clouds at noon, in gliding waters under lily leaves, in chirp of crickets, and the settling hush a bird makes in her nest with feet and wings, fulfill your natures now. Agreed, aloud, we gather out our natures like a cloud, and thus fulfill their lightnings, thus and thus. Hearken, O oh, hearken to us. As the storm-wind blows bleakly from the Norland, as the snow-wind beats blindly on the moorland, as the simum drives hot across the desert, as the thunder roars deep in the unmeasured, as the torrent tears the ocean world to atoms, as the whirlpool grinds it fathoms below fathoms, thus and thus. As the yellow toad that spits its poison chilly, as the tiger in the jungle crouching stilly, as the wild boar with ragged tusks of anger, as the wolf-dog with teeth of glittering clangor, as the vultures that scream against the thunder, as the owlets that sit and moan asunder, thus and thus. Adam, God, cruel, unrelenting spirits, by the power in me of the sovereign soul, whose thought keep pace yet with the angel's march, I charge you into silence trample you down to obedience. I am king of you. Ha-ha, thou art king, with a sin for a crown and a soul undone, thou the antagonized, tortured, and agonized, held in the ring of the zodiac. Now, king, beware, we are many and strong, whom thou standest among, and we press on the air, and we stifle thee back, and we multiply where thou wouldst trample us down, from rights of our own to an utter wrong, and from under the feet of thy scorn, O oh, forlorn, we shall spring up like corn, and our stubble be strong. God, there is power in thee. I make appeal unto thy kingship. There is pity in thee, O sinned against great God, my seed. My seed, there is hope set on thee. I cry to thee, thou mystic seed that shalt be. Leave us not in agony beyond what we can bear. Fallen in debasement below thunder mark, a mark for scorning. Taunted and perplexed by all these creatures we ruled yesterday, whom thou, Lord, rulest always, O my seed. Through the tempestuous years that reign so thick betwixt my ghostly vision and thy face, let me have token, for my soul is bruised before the serpent's head is. A vision of Christ appears in the midst of the zodiac, which pales before the heavenly light. The earth's spirits grow grayer and fainter. I am here. This is God. Curse us not, God, any more. But gazing so, so... With omnific eyes, lift my soul upward till it touch thy feet, or lift it only, not to seem too proud, 
to the low height of some good angel's feet, for such to tread on when he walketh straight, and thy lips praise him. Spirits of the earth, I'll meet you with rebuke for the reproach, and cruel and unmitigated blame ye cast upon the old masters. True they have sinned, and true their sin is reckoned into loss, for you, the sinless, yet your innocence. Which of you praises, since God made your acts inherent in your lives, and bound your hands with instincts and imperious sanctities from self-defacement? Which of you disdains these sinners, who in falling proved their height above you, by their liberty to fall? And which of you complains of loss by them, for whose delight and use ye have your life and honour in creation? Ponder it. This regent and sublime humanity, though fallen, exceeds you. This shall film your sun, shall hunt your lightning to its lair of cloud. Turn back your rivers, footpath all your seas, lay flat your forests, master with a look, your lion at his fasting, and fetch down your eagle flying. Nay, without this law of mandom, ye would perish, beast by beast, devouring tree by tree, with strangling roots and trunks set tuskwise. Yea, would gaze on God with imperceptive blankness up to the stars, and mutter, Why, God, hast thou made us thus? And pining to a sallow idiocy, stagger up blindly against the ends of life, then stagnate into rottenness and drop, heavily, poor, dead matter, piecemeal down, the abysmal spaces, like a little stone, let fall to chaos, therefore over you. Receive man's sceptre, therefore be content to minister with voluntary grace, and melancholy pardon every right and function in you, to the human hand. But yea, to man, as angels are to God, servants in pleasure, singers of delight, suggestors to his soul of higher things than any of your highest, so at last he shall look around on you with lids too straight to hold the grateful tears and thank you well and bless you when he prays his secret prayer and praise you when he sings his open songs for the clear song note he has learnt in you of purifying sweetness and extend across your head his golden fantasies which glorify you into soul from sense go serve him for such price that not in vain nor yet ignobly ye shall serve. I place my word here for an oath, mine oath for act, to be hereafter, in the name of which perfect redemption and perpetual grace, I bless you through the hope and through the peace which are mine, to the love which is myself. Speak on still, Christ, albeit thou bless me not. In set words I am blessed in hearkening thee, Speak, Christ. Speak, Adam. Bless the woman, man. It's thine office. Mother of the world, take heart before this presence. Lo, my voice, which naming erst the creatures, did express, God breathing through my breath, the attributes and instincts of each creature and its name, floats to the same affiatus, floats and heaves like water-weed that opens to a wave, a full-leaved, prophecy affecting thee out fairly and wide henceforward arise aspire to the calms and magnanities and lofty uses of the noble ends the sanctified devotion 
and full work to which thou art elect for evermore. First woman, wife, and mother. And first in sin. And also the soul-bearer of the seed, whereby sin dieth. Raise the majesties of thy disconsolate brows, O well-beloved, and front with level eyelids the two come, and all the dark of the world, rise, woman, arise, to thy peculiar and best altitudes, of doing good and of enduring ill, of comforting for ill and teaching good, and reconciling all that ill and good unto the patience of a constant hope. Rise with thy daughters, if sin came by thee, and by sin death, the ransom righteousness, the heavenly life and compensate of rest, shall come by means of thee. If woe by thee had issue to the world, thou shalt go forth an angel of the woe thou didst achieve, found acceptable to the world instead of others of that name, of whose bright steps thy deeds stripped bear the hills, be satisfied something thou hast to bear, through womanhood, peculiar suffering answer to the sin. Some pang laid down for each new human life, some weariness in guarding such a life, some coldness from the guarded, some mistrust from those thou hast too well served, from those beloved too loyally for some reason, feebleness within thy heart, and cruelty without, and pressure of an alien tyranny with its dynastic reason of larger bones and stronger sinews. But go to, thy love, shall chant itself in its own beatitudes, after its own life-working. A child's kiss set on thy sighing lips shall make thee glad. A poor man served by thee shall make thee rich. A sick man helped by thee shall make thee strong. Thou shalt be served thyself by every sense of service which thou renderest. Such a crown I set upon thy head, Christ witnessing, with looks of prompting love, to keep thee clear of all reproach against the sin foregone from all the generations which succeed. Thy hand which plucked the apple I clasped closed, thy lips which spake wrong counsel I kiss close. I bless thee in the name of paradise, and by the memory of Edenic joys, forfeit and lost, by that last cypress tree, green at the gate, which thrilled as we came out, and by the blessed nightingale, which threw its melancholy music after us, and by the flowers, whose spirits, full of smells, did follow softly, plucking us behind, back to the gradual banks and vernal bowers and fourfold rivers courses and all these i bless thee to the contraries of these i bless thee to the desert and the thorns to the elemental change and turbulence and to the roar of the estranged beasts and to the solemn dignities of grief to each one of these ends and to their end of death and the hereafter i accept for me and for my daughters this high part which lowly shall be counted. Noble work shall hold me in the place of garden rest, and in the place of Eden's lost delight, were the endurance of permitted pain, while on my longest patience there shall wait death's speechless angel smiling in the east, whence cometh the cold wind. I bow myself humbly henceforward on the ill I did, 
that humbleness may keep it in the shade. Shall it be so? Shall I smile saying so? O seed, O king, O God, who shalt be seed? What shall I say? As Eden's fountains welled brightly betwixt their banks, so swells my soul betwixt thy love and bower. And, sweetest thoughts of foregone Eden, now for the first time since God said, Adam, walking through the trees, I dare to pluck you as I plucked erewhile the lily or pink, the rose or heliotrope. So pluck I you so largely with both hands, and throw you forward on the outer earth, wherein we are cast out, to sweeten it. As thou, Christ, to illumine it, holdest heaven broadly above our heads. The Christ is gradually transfigured into humanity and suffering. O Saviour Christ, thou standest mute in glory, like the sun. We worship in thy silence, Saviour Christ. Thy brows grow grander with a forecast woe, diviner with the possible of death. We worship in thy sorrow, Saviour Christ. How do thy clear, still eyes transpierce our souls, as gazing through them toward the Father throne in pathetical full deity, serenely as the stars gaze through the air, straight on each other? O pathetic Christ, thou standest mute in glory, like the moon. Eternity stands always fronting God, a stern colossal image with blind eyes, and grand dim lips that murmur evermore, God, 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 while the rush of life and death, the roar of act and thought of evil and good, the avalanches of the ruining worlds, tolling down space, the new world's genesis, budding in fire, the gradual humming growth of the ancient atoms and first forms of earth, the slow procession of the swaveling seas, our fermental waters, and the noise of the broad fluent strata of pure airs, and these flow onward, in the intervals of that reiterated sound of God, which word innumerous angels straightway lift wide on celestial altitudes of song, the choral adoration, and then drop, the burden softly shunting the last notes in silver wings. Howbeit in the moon of time, eternity shall wax as dumb as death, while a new voice beneath the spheres shall cry, God, why hast thou forsaken me, my God? and not a voice in heaven shall answer it. The transfiguration is complete in sadness. Thy speech is of the heavenlies yet, O Christ. Awfully human are thy voice and face. Thy nature overcomes me from thine eyes. In the set noon of time shall one from heaven, an angel fresh from looking upon God, descend before a woman, blessing her with perfect benediction of pure love, for all the world in all its elements, for all the creatures of earth, air and sea, for all men in the body and in the soul, unto all ends of glory and sanctity. O pale pathetic Christ, I worship thee, I thank thee for that woman. Then at last, I wrapping round me your humanity, which being sustained shall neither break nor burn. Beneath the fire of the Godhead will tread earth, and ransom you and it, and set strong peace betwixt you and its creatures. With my pangs I will confront your sins, and since those sins have sunken to all nature's heart from yours, 
the tears of my clean soul shall follow them, and set a holy passion to work clear, absolute consecration. In my brow of kingly whiteness shall be crowned anew, your discrowned human nature look on me as I shall be uplifted on a cross, and darkness of eclipse and anguished dread. So I shall lift up my pierced hands, not into dark but light, not unto death but life, beyond the reach of guilt and grief. The whole creation henceforth in my name. Take courage, O thou woman, man, take hope. Your grave shall be as smooth as Eden's sword, beneath the steps of your prospective thoughts, and one step past it, a new Eden gate, shall upon a hinge of harmony, and let you through to mercy. Ye shall fall no more within that Eden, nor pass out any more from it, in which hope move on, first sinners and first mourners, live and love, doing both nobly, because lowly, live and work strongly, because patiently, and for the deed of death trusted to God, that it will be well done, unrepented of, and not to loss, and thence with constant prayers fasten your soul so high that constantly the smile of your heroic cheer may float above all floods of earthly agonies, purification being the joy of pain. The vision of Christ vanishes. Adam and Eve stand in an ecstasy. The earth zodiac pales away shade by shade as the stars, star by star, shine out in the sky. And the chant from the two earth spirits, as they sweep back into the zodiac and disappear with it, accompanies the process of change. By the mighty word thus spoken, both for living and for dying, we our homage oath once broken, fasten back again in sighing, and the creatures and the elements renew their covenanting. Here forgive us all our scorning, here we promise milder duty, and the evening and the morning shall reorganize in beauty, a Sabbath day of Sabbath joy for universal chanting. And if still this melancholy may be strong to overcome us, if this mortal and unholy we still fail to cast out from us, if we turn upon you unaware your own dark influences, if ye tremble when surrounded by our forest pine and palm trees, if we cannot cure the wounded with our gum trees and our balm trees, and if your souls all mournfully sit down among your senses, yet, O oh mortals, do not fear us, we are gentle in our languor. Much more good ye shall have near us than any pain or anger, and our God's refracted blessing in our blessing shall be given. By the desert's endless vigil we will solemnize your passions, by the wheel of the black eagle we will teach you exultations when he sails against the wind to the white spot up in heaven. Ye shall find us tender nurses to your weariness of nature, and our hands shall stroke the curses, dreary furrows from the creature, till your bodies shall lie smooth in death and straight and slumberful. Then a couch we will provide you, 
where no summer heats shall dazzle, strewing on you and beside you thyme and rosemary and basil, and the yew tree shall grow overhead to keep all safe and cool. Till the holy blood awaited shall be chrism around us running, whereby newly consecrated we shall leap up in God's sunning to join the spheric company which purer worlds assemble. While renewed by new evangels, soul consummated, made glorious, ye shall brighten past the angels, ye shall kneel to Christ victorious, and the rays around his feet beneath your sobbing lips shall tremble. The fantastic vision has all passed. The earth's zodiac has broken like a belt, and is dissolved from the desert. The earth's spirits vanish, and the stars shine out above. Adam and Eve advance into the desert, hand in hand. Hear our heavenly promise, through our mortal passion. Love ye shall have from us, in a pure relation. As a fish or bird swims or flies, if moving, we unseen are heard to live on by loving. Far above the glances of your eager eyes, listen, we are loving. Listen through man's ignorances, listen through God's mysteries, listen down the heart of things, ye shall hear our mystic wings, murmurous with loving, through the opal door, listen evermore, how we live by loving. When your bodies, therefore, reach the grave, their goal, softly will we care for, each enfranchised soul, softly and unlawfully, through the door of opal, Toward the heavenly people, floated on a minor fine, into the full chant divine, we will draw you smoothly, while the human in the minor makes the harmony diviner. Listen to our loving. There a soul of glory shall breathe on you as you come, ruffling round the doorway all the light of angeldom. From the Empyrean centre, heavenly voices shall repeat, Souls redeemed and pardoned enter, for the chrism on you is sweet. And every angel in the place, lowly shall bow his face, folded fair on softened sounds, because upon your hands and feet he images his master's wounds. Listen to our loving. So, in the universe's consummated undoing, our seraphs of white mercies shall hover round the ruin. Their wings shall stream upon the flame, as if incorporate of the same, in elemental fusion, and calm their faces shall burn out, with a pale and mastering thought, and a steadfast looking of desire, from out between the clefts of fire, while they cry, in the holy name, to the final restitution, listen to our loving. So, when the day of God is, to the thick graves accompted, awaking the dead bodies, the angel of the trumpet, shall split and shatter the earth to the roots of the grave, which never before were slackened, and quickened the charnel birth, with his blast so clear and brave, that the dead shall start ere stand erect, and every phase of the burial place shall the awful single look reflect, wherewith he them awakened, listen to our loving. But while is the horse of death, he will leap up wild to the clamour, above and beneath. And where is his tamer on that last day, when he crieth, Ha, ha, 
to the trumpet's blare and poets the earth's asaldama when he tosseth his head the drear white steed and ghastly champeth the last moon ray what angel there can lead him away that the living may rule for the dead yet a tamer shall be found one more bright than seraph crowned and more strong than cherub bold elder too than angel old by his grey eternities he shall master and surprise the steed of death for he is strong and he is fain he shall quell him with a breath and shall lead him where he will with a whisper in the ear full of fear and a hand upon the mane grand and still through the flats of hades where the souls assemble he will guide the dead steed calm between their ranks while like beaten dogs they a little moan and tremble to see the darkness curdle from the horse's glittering flanks through the flats of hades where the dreary shade is up the steep of heaven will the tamer guide the steed up the spheric circles circle above circle we who count the ages shall count the tolling tread every hoof-fall striking a blinder blanker sparkle from the stony orbs which shall show as they were dead all the way the dead steed with tolling hoofs shall travel ashen grey the plants shall be motionless as stones loosely shall the systems eject their parts cotevo stagnant in the spaces shall float the pallid moons suns that touch their apogees wheeling from their level shall run back to their axles in wild low broken tunes up against the arches of the crystal ceiling from the horse's nostrils shall steam the blurting breath up between the angels pale with silent feeling will the tamer calmly lead the horse of death cleaving all that silence cleaving all that glory will the tamer lead him straightway to the throne look out o jehovah to this i bring before thee with the hand nail pierced i who am thy son then the eye divinest from the deepest flaming on the mystic courser shall look out in fire blind the beast shall stagger where it overcame him meek as lamb at pasture bloodless in desire down the beast shall shiver slain amid the taming and by life essential the phantasm death expire listen man through life and death through the dust and through the breath listen down the heart of things ye shall hear our mystic wings murmurous with loving gabriel o gabriel what wouldst thou with me i heard thy voice sound in the angel's song and i would give thee question question me why have i called thrice to my morning star and had no answer all the stars are out and answer in their places only in vain i cast my voice against the outer rays of my star shut in light behind the sun no more reply than from a breaking string breaking when touched or is she not my star where is my star my star have ye cast down her glory like my glory has she waxed mortal like adam has she learnt to hate like any angel she is sad for thee all things grow sadder to thee one by one live 
work on, O oh, earthy, by the actual's tension, speed the arrow worthy of a pure ascension. From the low earth round you, reach the heights above you. From the stripes that wound you, seek the loves that love you. God's divinest burneth plain through the crystal diaphane of our loves that love you. Gabriel, O oh Gabriel, what wouldst thou with me? Is it true, O thou Gabriel, that the crown of sorrow which I claimed another claims, that he claims that too? Lost one, it's true. That he will be an exile from his heaven to lead those exiles homeward? It is true. That he will be an exile by his will, as I by mine election? It is true. That I shall stand sole exile finally, made desolate for fruition? It is true. Gabriel! I hearken. Is it true besides, a right true, that mine orient star will give her name of bright and morning star to him, and take the fairness of his virtue back to cover loss and sadness? It is true. Untrue! Untrue! O morning star, O mine, who sittest secret in a veil of light far up the starry spaces, say untrue! Speak but so loud as doth a wasted moon to Tyrene waters. I am Lucifer. All things grow sadder to me, one by one. Exiled human creatures, let your hope grow larger. Larger grows the vision of the new delight. From this chain of natures, God is the discharger, and the actual's prison opens to your sight. Calm the stars and golden in a light exceeding. What their rays have measured, let your feet fulfill. These are stars beholden by your eyes in Eden, yet across the desert see them shining still. Future joy and far light, working such relations, hear us singing gently, exiled is not lost. God above the starlight, God above the patience, shall at last present ye, guidance worth the cost, patiently enduring, painfully surrounded, listen how we love you. Hope the uttermost, waiting for that curing which exalts the wounded. Hear us sing above you, exiled but not lost. The stars shine on brightly while Adam and Eve pursue their way into the far wilderness. There is a sound through the silence, as of the falling tears of an angel. End of Scene 3 End of A Drama of Exile by Elizabeth Barrett Browning